He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Yeah, I think tech's actually really important, not because rental operators are in the technology business, but they're in the service business. And I think right now, as you look at growing resident demands, growing owner, owner demands, tech is a critical way for vacation home managers to augment what they do so they can focus their most valuable resource, their time, on the things that differentiate their properties, delight guests, and not do the mundane things. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers. And today I have the opportunity to interview and talk with Sean Miller, who is the president of Point Central. And if you're in the vacation rental space, I'm sure you've heard of him. So I'm really excited. Sean, welcome to the show, my friend. Hi, well, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's uh, been an exciting couple months uh, through a kind of a pandemic, but getting to meet all news, uh, all sorts of new people such as yourself. So I'm really excited to have this opportunity to interview you and talk about, you know, all things short-term rental on the, on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's jump into it. Awesome. So let's just jump right into your background. Where does your story really begin and start? <laughs> so on a personal side, my story starts, I'm originally born and raised in Chicago. I've uh, lived now in the Los Angeles area for over 25 years, but I've also been fortunate to live abroad a few times. I've lived in Argentina, Italy, and China. Um, I studied economics at a school called Occidental College and later got my MBA from the University of North Carolina. Uh, and when it comes to my professional life, how I applied some of that learning uh, was when I started off uh, through a lot of my earlier career was moving a bunch, a different, a bunch of different functions and in industries. So I worked in finance and sales, project management, product management and marketing across industries like automobile, power generation, consumer electronics, professional tools and investment banking. So I really, really pushed myself to see a lot of different angles. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> So uh, where did that, those, you know, all those journeys and experiences, where did that lead into Point Central? How did you even, were you a, I guess, uh, that unconventional way of falling into it? Were you a host or something yourself and then started to realize some pain points or what was your story really to that? So I had had, I personally owned a rental property. My folks had owned a a short-term rental. So I'd had dabbled in it, um, but I wasn't doing it full time or, or, or that much of my time for me. I was more, I came in from the technology aspect. So I was, I've always sort of been uh, a tech enthusiast or a geek, depending on, uh, I take geek as a term of endearment, <laughs> but in my family, but not just a uh, tech enthusiast, but one who really liked to understand like, oh, how can I use this to help solve my family's problems? So simplest way was I was a kid who always had to hook up the stereo system or the VCR. Um, <laughs> but as I, as I, you know, got older, uh, I had a job. Uh, Generac, where I first got to apply that passion to what I was doing. So Generac makes generators, and I led the development of what was called MobileLink. So this device that connected all our generators to the internet and allowed us to see if they had a run-in, if they had issues, if there's a predictive issue we need to be worried about. And really, my first time getting to merge those, that passion and then a, a professional opportunity. After that, went to Wemo. Um, which was Belkin's Home Automation Business Unit and spent a couple of years there. That was sort of earlier days of uh, adoption of IoT and smart home. So really got to refine that, listen to what customers want and, and build the products that drive their success and your success. 
And then joined Point Central four years ago. I'd actually met the CEO of our parent company, Alarm.com, when I was at Generac. We'd stayed in contact, so joined four years ago, and I've had a lot of fun since. But yeah, so the tech is what led me into this, but I really enjoyed the application of technology to property management because the property, rental property has been around for yeah. a long time. And, and it's just, we're sort of very interesting time where I think technology can help property managers. Oh, totally. So you really got to experience everything from the ground up when you kind of were doing like your data research going in from, was it Wevo and then to Two Point Central? Yeah. So I was, I was with Wemo and then joined Point Central. So again, okay. had really a, a smart home, consumer technology, but yeah. had never worked formally in real estate. Yeah. No, that's, that's interesting. So let me, let me ask you from your property standpoint uh, for your short-term rentals, what were some things that you were learning along the way in the beginning? I know this is totally not what we discussed on the episode, but I'm just kind of curious what uh, tech things did you early on start applying to, to your property? Yeah. So I've had two personal experiences um, that have really uh, sort of driven home some of the things we do at Point Central. Uh, one of which is one was before I joined Point Central, actually, I rented uh, condos and homes up in the mountains here. And I always hated when I would show up in the winter and the owner would turn the, the thermostat off to save money, but it would be, you know, 50 degrees in the house and it would take forever to heat up and then you'd overheat it. So, you know, you're, you're putting clothes on, then you're trying to take clothes off. And it was just never a good experience to me. So in my, in my younger days, I, I, that was one that I've, I've kept in mind. And then actually when I got a little bit older and was married, I actually checked into a rental once. Uh, people went to go put their stuff upstairs. Uh, we all headed downstairs. There's a three level and there's a spa. Uh, and actually when we got to the bottom level, there was someone down there. It was one of the maintenance person's sons. They were, they were, you know, from a personal side, they're battling some addiction. So they're having a tough time in life, but they had gotten access to keys from their relation and were staying at these properties when they thought they weren't booked. Well, you know, luckily no one got hurt and everyone left, but it, you know, it scared everyone. And, and that's one of yeah. the things where, you know, today when I meet property managers and tell them about like, why do we like the function of a keyless lock, like the audit history and controlling who's in, like that's a personal story to me that I always keep in the back of my mind of why I want to do this. Like, what's it mean? No, exactly. That's, yeah, that's like kind of like a, the, the nightmare stories that people are scared of, right? They're like, oh, I want to get, make some side income. And all of a sudden they meet other people in the industry that have been doing it. And they're like, where are the horror, are there any horror stories where people rob you or take your stuff? And it's like, no, but sometimes you walk in on a guest or you <laughs> have this, like, you never know, like the, all this stuff, especially it's like a learning curve, I think. So that's, that's pretty, uh, yeah, that's intense. I would be a little freaked out in the beginning, walking down to somebody in the spa, but Oh yeah. Anyways, we're going to, we're going to get that image out of our head. Um, <laughs> so, so I want to kind of explain for the audience, you know, for those who don't know what point central is and what you guys do, what do you guys do? What's the whole point and purpose and mission pr behind point central? Yeah. So a lot of people would look at what we do and call it a smart home. Uh, I, we like to use the term smart properties because what we think we're doing is we're focused on helping turn rental properties whether those are single family homes or multifamily buildings like condos and apartments, but turning those properties into smart properties that are safer, more enjoyable for guests, but also more profitable for property managers and owners. And so why we use the term smart properties, again, we're trying to bring together hardware and services to sort of power this transformation um, that, that you know, is easy to use, secure, flexible, and intuitive. No, that's awesome. So 
more like you guys have thermostats and automated locks and and all this type of stuff that I think a lot of people don't realize can really help them become remote managers for other than cleaning and, and maintenance issues, but this can really help them kind of have eyes and ears on the property. Um, what, what other, um, you know, solutions integrate really with, uh, well with property managers like this? I'm kind of curious. Yeah. So it's interesting when you, when I talk to someone today, I think they, they will sort of, um, uh, fall into one of two buckets. They'll be the person who goes, Oh yeah, smart home, keyless locks. I have a keyless locks. And so like, I would say, yes, that's part of it. That's a very entry level way to think about it or a very first step. Um, but then there's people who will have smart locks and cameras and thermostats and you know, voice devices and all types of stuff, um, which, you know, there, there's, there's sort of a balance, like your guests may love all those things and, and that's great, but there's also like challenges around, well, with cameras, right? How, how are you respecting privacy and, and, and things like that? Are all these devices installed by the property manager or the owner? You know, one of the things that uh, property managers have really started to get up to speed with is um, they may not fully understand all the value they'll get from some of these today, but one of the things that will really throw them a wrench is if the owner starts throwing in connected thermostats on their own and starts changing the temperature while a guest is in there, that property manager is going to have a lot of phone calls uh, flowing in. So where we usually look at people or sort of coach people to start is easiest way to start is think of a lock and a thermostat. That's going to control comfort. It's going to save energy. You're going to make sure we can watch for things like mold growth, make sure it doesn't get too moist. We can watch for, yeah. make sure it doesn't get too cold for first pipes, get people in and out, et cetera. And then look at ways to step into, again, how do you provide that owner more values? Things like water leak detectors, uh, simple things like that. Even one, one property manager got really creative. They put a temperature sensor in the refrigerator. And that was their way when guests would show up, they'd have guests sometimes call and go, your refrigerator doesn't work. I just loaded it up. With, with all these warm groceries. Uh, and now the property manager could look at their dashboard and go, well, that refrigerator has been maintaining temp perfectly fine for the last you know, week. You just load it up, give it a couple hours to cool down. So that makes sense. You know, people yeah. start and then step into it. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, uh, I think it also really depends on like the guests and the type of experience that you're putting behind like your brand. Like if you have a brand that's more focused on outdoors and all this other stuff, you're probably not gonna have like, your properties are gonna probably be a little bit more remote than most. You're not going to have the Wi-Fi capabilities to do a lot of this stuff or whatever that may be. So I think, yeah, it also goes off of your, your style of property management, but this is definitely like a great solution for anyone who's got that whole home rental multifamily unit urban, and maybe even people like my parents, I always use them for example, those poor people, you know, they're probably heard their names get mentioned on the podcast too many times. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they have that ability to have some kind of smart automation, but, um, not have to fully, you know, go full like Elon Musk tech flying house type type style, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Well, one key thing I think we always tell property managers, like what we want to do is augment things, not replace them. Right. So you don't want just having to show up and having yeah. to download an app and figure out how to use it. You want them still to be able to enjoy their vacation, but you know, using a code instead of a key, that means they get to check in early. Yeah. Not worry about losing it. It's easy for them, right? But exactly. you just got to know your guests, know your own stuff and figure out how do you augment things. That's, yeah. that's a key. No, for sure. I love that. And you and I discussed like three important, uh, maybe maybe even four, um, you know, topics regarding, you know, guest experience, operations, asset management, and of course, preventative maintenance. So why do you think these four are super important and how do they kind of tie together at the end of the day? Yeah, so... so sort of the waypoints are whenever we're looking at uh, either building a new product ourselves, whether it be hardware or software, or looking at a, a potential third-party piece of hardware to integrate with, we ask ourselves, like, 
We think we generate value in three buckets, guest amenities, operational efficiencies, and asset protection. And so we'll look at like, is this doing, is this creating value for at least the property manager and hopefully the property manager, the owner and the guest in one of those buckets. Um, and where those come together, you know, outside there's obviously things you can do with them, but where I think they're coming together is looking around today, I think there's a bigger shift of VRM starting to think of themselves uh, as not just a property manager, which is trying to get ahead in the bed, but uh, as an asset manager, right? So whether it's because COVID drove your market to maybe have a longer shoulder season or more downtime than you expected, uh, or maybe the owners don't want to rent it out or, or whatever it is, but you may be now looking at homes that you're not just booking heads and beds every weekend, and, but you have to understand like, well, how do I run my business and what will the owner need from me? If, if, if in the past, I haven't thought about it that way. And so that's now driving these, these property managers to look at us and say, oh, you know, operational efficiency, they've generally understood, but it's, you know, been th lost keys and thermostat control. Amenities, you know, direct to home check-in, not in a cold home, they get it. But now that asset protection part, when you think of yourself as an asset manager and going, how do I protect this home to maximize the cash flows out, <laughs> it, it minimize those that in, and, and, and the overall appreciation, I mean, smart homes, it's been out now for years, but there's research that show it adds value to the value of a home. It adds the value of a home when you go to sell it. So it's really an investment that the owner wants to make that the property manager utilizes to have a business that's that's asset management focused, not just property management focused. Yeah, and I was gonna ask you, cause you guys probably have a ton of data, probably have a ton of testimonies from from either people that are using Point Central devices and, and all the tools that you guys have. What are ways that people are kind of using this to become asset managers? Is it really just to have eyes and ears on the property when it's not, like you said, it's kind of more downtime um, where maybe if it's a beach property, um, they're not getting as, well, beach properties are kind of a bad example from my opinion because they're actually doing pretty well. But let's just say this one beach property for some reason is not performing well. Uh, so, but having these tools in place, that helps them then kind of re give like reassurance to the owner saying, look, your place is not dropped in temperature. We don't have any sensors going off or the pipes. Uh, you know, everything seems to be operating fine that if we do get a check-in or a guest or a booking, um, that will be ready and we hopefully won't run into any issues. They won't walk in and the floor will be three feet underwater type deal. <laughs> yeah. So exactly right. Well, I mean, uh, easiest way is, um, you know, our parent company is alarm.com. So alarm is known for home security. So one of the things we've seen, start to see increased interest in is owners asking the property manager, Hey, I want a security system on the home. I want something to watch this when, when no one's there. A traditional security system, while it protects against that, again, it's sort of a friction point because now the owner has to give the property manager code, the property manager has to remember to give it to the guests. And so what we'll do is because we're utilizing the same hardware, we can sort of enable those monitored life safety services and automatically synchronize them. So it de-arms when the guest checks in, it rearms at checkout. They're not worried about setting it off while they're there, but you're still protecting that asset between stays. Uh, there were some some things that happened. If you remember the holidays from 2019 to 2020, there's actually a couple of homes where there wasn't smoke or CO detectors and people had some scares. So now you get yeah. that sort of life safety protection. Uh, that's one area where we've seen people starting to ask. Uh, another one, we, um, you know, water sensors have been out for a while, but people haven't asked about them. So last year alone, I just pulled up some data. We found um, almost 55,000 water alerts from home. So this could have been occupied or unoccupied, but we had noticed, you know, a sink, a toilet, uh, a water heater, something would start to drip and we could catch that before 
especially if the water heater's in the garage before a guest shows up and now that it's an indoor swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, that's a great thing. I'm sure the owner and the, the property manager want to know. So these and then along them. that, we also have this HVAC analytics service where it looks predictably for troubled HVAC systems. We found 360,000 of those last year. So again, now you didn't have a guest show up, you know, in the middle of winter and say, turn the heat on and it doesn't work or summer and it doesn't work, which would then you're, you know, if you're the owner, you're paying time and a half to someone to go fix it. If you're the property manager, you're more likely going to get a really bad review from that guest or you're going to be given a lot of concessions to make them happy. And the guest is just overall not starting their vacation well. So their chance of returning probably isn't that hot. So you can eliminate all those things by just having the same, again, that's all like that thermostat's coming from the same thermostat on the wall. So it's one piece of hardware, one service you're paying for, but you just generate more value from it. Yeah, I was going to say that's pretty incredible. So those sensors actually just pick up like even a small drip. Not, it doesn't yeah. have, it's like very preventative maintenance type sensor. Exactly. You can think of like a water heater. Typically when it starts to fail, it'll get very small cracks. Mm. And what this water sensor has is just a really thin rope, like dental floss you put around it. And so it'll sense one of those first drips and let you know, which is typically weeks before it actually ruptures. But you, again, you can schedule it when no one's in, yeah. you can buy it at the right price. You can do everything in a much more, you know, predictive way. Yeah. Scheduled way. Yeah. So you're, you're really like, I love this. You're stopping the issue. It's like, a, you know, my, my favorite hospitality saying is, you know, is to exceed their expectations. So anticipate their needs. Um, this is one way for managers, especially hospitality focused managers. This isn't just like this also ties into asset management, but really goes into anticipating your owner's needs and your guest needs. And that means their needs is that they don't want to walk into a three foot swimming pool and the owners want to pay, you know, out, you know, crazy amount of number for uh, a repair, especially when they're supposed to be making money off of this booking instead of yep. you know paying for you know somebody to really stay at their property after all the repairs are done and yeah and being fixed and well you remember from your uh hotel days right there's also usually those thermostats at certain limits yeah so you couldn't overwork the system yeah you know we've mirrored a lot of those things so someone can't you know try and make it 50 degrees in the summer in phoenix or uh turn on the ac and open the slider and just yeah. try to cool the world right like all those things uh, not only waste energy but put more wear and tear on the, the asset, which the owner at the end of the day, you want to provide a good experience, but you also want to have boundaries so it doesn't get overused. Yeah. Cause there's like, a, there's a big difference from my house when I set it at a certain degree, let's say I set it at 68 you know, degrees on a daily level. It's pretty, pretty well maintained other than when myself or a family walks in, but we have a property that's constantly having people in and out, in and out, and then not in for a week, but then in for another two weeks. And it's just that that actually adds up a lot more than someone who's consistently consistently living there and not really fidgeting with, you know, different, you know, th temperatures and opening and closing the slider and the refrigerator and the dishwasher and the washer and dryer, like all that stuff at the same time. Um, so that's pretty interesting to think about if you add up the amount of more uses it gets from a vacation rental than it would probably from your actual living home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so I guess for managers that are out there right now listening to this, what are some ways that you guys with Point Central or even just, um, you know, the overall, I think we've had this crazy, it's, yeah, just to think about it, it's almost been a year since we had our first like lockdown type stuff um, happen. Uh, what are some stuff that people are really doing to implement these new systems? Are they you know, how are they connecting with their PMS? How are they, you know, communicating this stuff to the guests? Is this becoming something that they're using for marketing? You know, I think to get new properties, like what, what do you guys see for uh, point central as this is a, as a value add? 
Yeah. Uh, so I wish more people put it as a marketing bullet, but not not there yet as an industry. But what again, sort of that bigger theme of uh, property managers going through COVID probably had to reinvent themselves some. And even if they're not fully in, the, I need to become an asset manager today. They've had to do things differently, either to augment for staff couldn't be there or increase demand or whatever. Um, and so what we are seeing is people are looking to, you know, a term I've heard used across is like they're looking at their tech stack, right? And saying, what am I doing? So you have your PMS. Your PMS is going to do certain core things, but the reality is no one piece of software ever does everything. Uh, and so I think there's a couple of interesting categories that people start to look at. Uh, property automation is one, right? To drive that efficiency, augment my staff, let me have the time with guests I need. I think another one's been, you know, revenue management sort of forecasting, right? Again, your gut, a lot of people are able to do it based on their knowledge of a market for years past, but now that's been upturned. And if you can start to see some inputs, again, you're still gonna make the decision, but inputs on flights coming into an area or other hotel demand or concerts or things like that, that would start to inform you, like maybe a marketing strategy or a rate strategy. I think that's very powerful. Uh, and then I think just operations consistency. Um, so you know, like Breezeway is a good example. It's this company that has this work order cleaning process management that I think has been really important. Again, early days of COVID, everyone wanted to know the house is being cleaned right. But what they're finding is, is there's just a lot of variability that can go into this. And like Breezeway and us, we have an integration where we know when the guest checks out with the code, we can automatically ping the cleaner and say, hey, they checked out early. You can get in there early. You can schedule your day better. And as soon as it's clean, the inspector can know. And that can lead to an early check-in, which gives it guests a better experience, right? So there's this way to sort of uh, pull it all together that I think people are starting to look at things like that. Um, today, I think those are their questions people are, the tech tools people are looking for. Um, and I think it's also sort of getting a little bit, the, the thing I think that's interesting to get to is where people are starting to understand more of that CRM functionality. So how do I know more about my guests? Yeah, we know we wanted to market to them in the past so they become repeat customers, but how do I know more about what they wanna do, what they like to eat, what temperature do they want when they arrive and all these things. So again, I can utilize all my tech stack, whether it be cleaning or smart to deliver an experience that feels very custom to them, but was very scalable and repeatable for me as a property manager. Yeah. It's got, it's like an ebb and flow. It's like, it feels like a dance almost, you know, the way that it syncs and synergizes with, with all the backend software that we have. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned Breezeway because uh, Jeremiah uh, Gall from, you know, the founder of Breezeway, he, I love the the fact that he was talking about quality control, you know, safety and cleanliness and quality now are kind of like tying in together there. You know, uh, it's, it's really interesting just to see from like the beginning of COVID to where we are now, where cleanliness and safety uh, were really separate topics and, and really kind of like, you know, different, you know, brother and sister type stuff. But now they're really just joined together um, as one going into quality control for the owner, for the, the asset um, management side, for the property manager, for the guest. Um, you know, so I, I find that really interesting and I love that, how, how you communicate. It's just a really good ebb and flow. So it's just, yeah, so I see. I like the dance analogy. Well, that's the best one. Exactly. It's like a dance. As a six, six guy, dancing's not one of my strengths, <laughs> but I, I've seen it on TV done well. <laughs> yeah. Dancing with the stars, good spectating, uh, um, moment right there, but definitely not a participant. Uh, I feel that I feel that sometimes I wish after a few drinks, I wouldn't dance or stuff like that, but that's just me. Um, but no, Sean. So that's really cool. I'm uh, for for all the listeners right now. I'm just kind of ex- uh, curious. What do you guys have? Um, what are you guys really excited about? I love asking this question to any of the guests on the show. What What gets you guys excited at Point Central? You know, as we're continuing to move forward to a little bit more recovery. 
Oh, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're excited generally just for the recovery. Uh, you know, I think we've seen in a lot of markets demand pick back up or even maybe outperform. Um, I'm excited for some of the markets that weren't drive to destinations, like for some of our partners in Hawaii, where people start getting on planes and, and flying out, that, that'll that be great. Um, I think overall, the, the, this uh, not being able to see family and friends as much over the last 12 months, I think will actually really be a tailwind for the industry. Because I think people are going to want to get out and see one another and spend time with one another and, and probably do so again in, in the way that makes a vacation rental different from a hotel being that you get more space, right? You can get together a larger family and cook and hang out and be at the beach that, um, you know, it's just very difficult to do with other lodging products out there. Definitely. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that in general. Um, and we're excited about a few things, you know, specifically that's related to us. Um, you know, this is probably a weird thing about us, but like, you know, as people you start to use this more, we constantly start thinking about like, well, how do we make sure we do this the right way? So you can hear about the reliability of the system or the biggest topic lately has been data privacy as people are using these tools more. Like, what are you doing with the data? Are you selling it to yeah, someone? Yeah. How to make sure the guest data doesn't go? Like there's sometimes a, a request to do something. And and when you think through it, like it's, e it's not as easy to get to the end point if you're thinking about that. Um, and then we've had some products launched, like we launched a connected intercom products. So you can think about gated single family communities, or condos and apartments where now the same code we send someone for their door can actually look at the intercom too. But you get this seamless check-in, check-out experience and no one has to go check out a key and a fob. It just all works for them when they show up when it should work. Again, smooth, ebb and flow, a dance. I love it. I think that's super, <laughs> that's super great. Well, no, that gets me excited. I, I, I'm excited to see more, uh, you know, as we um, see the industry professionalize and, and continue to evolve. It's really cool to see uh, the things that people are starting to implement and, and pick and play. I, I think that's what gets me excited about the most uh, for property managers that they really get to customize how they're operating and, you know, each property is different. So of course they're plugging and playing different new uh, things. So this is just another one of them that gets me excited as well. So Sean, thank you so much for being on the show, my friend. It's great to have meet, uh, not to have meet you, to have met you. And uh, I'm excited to see what you guys continue to do in the industry. Thanks. Well, a uh, pleasure to be here and uh, look forward to staying in contact. Of course, my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.